Epilogue The Final Prayer of Father Benedict In a December 1969 radio broadcast for Bavarian Rundfunk, 42-year-old Father Joseph Ratzinger spoke to his countrymen about the patriarch Abraham. He let go of what was safe, comprehensible, calculable, for the sake of what was unknown. And he did this in response to a single word from God. He had met God and placed all his future in God's hands. He dared to accept a new future that began in darkness. Attachment to the accustomed world around him came to an end. He no longer belongs to any fixed place and is therefore a stranger and a guest wherever he goes. He became homeless for the sake of a future, aspired him by faith, and that he found a homeland precisely in the certainty of his faith. In this description of the trajectory of Abraham in Genesis, Joseph Ratzinger is presciently describing his own life in light of the decision he would make more than 40 years later after speaking those words. In many ways, his abdication echoed across the centuries. It recalled Moses, who was not able to enter the Promised Land, a task entrusted to Joshua for Deuteronomy 34, 4-9. It also recalled the ascension, when Jesus exhorted his disciples to complete the work that he had begun, confer Luke 24, 31. Father Joseph Ratzinger was such a disciple. In speaking about his decision to choose the name Benedict XVI, he referred to the extraordinary figure of the great patriarch of Western monasticism, St. Benedict, a powerful reminder of the indispensable Christian roots of his culture and civilization. St. Benedict of Nursia, who died in 543 at Monte Cassino, spent time in solitude as a hermit in Subiaco, the very place where, 1,500 years later, Cardinal Ratzinger spoke of Europe's crisis with its faith and with itself. Now in our day, the very rebuilding of Europe that Benedict of Nursia achieved through his monastic legacy would have to be reconstructed again through courage, charity, and will. Father Joseph Ratzinger was a disciple who could lead this reconstruction in our age. A humanism devoid of theology cannot stand, Theodore Hacker wrote in Virgil, Father of the West. Ratzinger believed that to his core, and as the Roman pagan later became the great Dante character of Christianity's crowning poetry, the believer from Bavaria became the guide for an unbelieving world. He was unafraid to speak the truth, whether as a young professor amid the height of social upheaval, or when proposing the root of mankind's nature, the most powerful world figures. Before Britain's elite at Westminster Hall, in a bold allusion to church history, Benedict XVI evoked St. Thomas More, whose opposition to King Henry VIII cost him his life. He followed his conscience, even at the cost of displeasing the sovereign whose good servant he was, because he chose to serve God first. Benedict XVI, a modern man for all seasons, spoke in the same hall where Thomas More stood trial 470 years earlier, showing us that loving Christ above all else prompts a fearlessness toward worldly affairs many desire, but rarely achieve. Joseph Ratzinger declared that in his remaining years he'd be called simply Father Benedict. It had been 600 years since the last Roman Catholic Church papal abdication and yet the seamlessness masked the radical transition, and the result something like a resurrection, 
a new vitality, a dawn of a new day. At the conclusion of the Ash Wednesday liturgy on February 13, 2013, the liturgy that marked the final public mass offered by Joseph Ratzinger, Secretary of State Bertoni spoke before the Pope and the PAC congregation in St. Peter's Basilica. We would be less than honest, Your Holiness, Bertoni began, if we did not say that this evening there is a veil of sadness over our hearts, he continued. In recent years, your teaching has given light and warmth to our journey, even, especially, at times when the clouds gather in the sky. In the Vatican Television Center broadcast, while the Cardinal Secretary of State delivers his remarks, the camera cuts to various reaction shots. The row of bishops and cardinals, vested in purple and wearing their white mitres, the congregation, and Pope Benedict himself, quietly listening, expressionless. <laughs>